This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to Busted Open's The Masters Class right here on the Busted Open Podcast. Our Masters Class drops each and every Sunday. And we are with our Masters of the Ring, Tommy Dreamer, Mark Henry, Mickey James, Bully Ray, who also showed that he's still the deathmatch god. Tommy, Mark, Mickey, Bully, how are you guys today? Wonderful. All in together now. Yay! We're good. Amazing. We're good. We're good. We're good. We're good. I just got done eating an amazing calzone. Of course not. Of course Was it pepperoni or sausage? It was sausage. Mm. Ooh, or as was. we say, sausage. Nah, oh, you love the sausage. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> I'm going, I'm going to just let that, that one go. Let Bye. that one go. There's your one pass because <laughs> it could have been bad. It, it could have been, been real. Bad. The return on that <laughs> serve could have been real bad, Mickey James. Oh, Calzone. All right, here we go. All right. Well, this is, I think, a great topic and a timely topic today, and it's called going green. And I'm sure that each of you have gotten into a ring with a wrestler, celebrity, athlete that was green, you know, that just didn't know the business, obviously not as well as you did. And the reason why I'm bringing this up is I want to talk about uh, Logan Paul and I'm going to read a statement. Uh, that he made on his podcast recently with what happened between him and Ricochet at Money in the Bank. And this was the quote from his podcast, and it said he said this. There was a botched move with a dangerous landing. I walked away this time relatively unscathed. I got some scrapes and bruises, but no major tweaks or pulls. But Ricochet and I were supposed to do what's called a Spanish fly off the top rope. So one of our legs is on the rope, one of our legs is on the ladder, and we are supposed to hit it at the same time. When he hit that rope, it was before me. So he moved it, so I slipped down all the way to the bottom. Keep in mind, I'm a noob. I don't really know what I'm doing out there. So when stuff goes wrong, I don't really know how to improv. So in my head, I'm like, this is fucked. We fucked this up. How is this going to do this is he even gonna do this our legs are all twisted like this i'm looking at him like oh this mfr is still trying to send this shit i'm not even ready his feet aren't even planted off the second rope i'm like all right when crashing through the table scrape my shoulder i hit my head on the thing i'm fine no concussions or anything it's just a wild sport i don't know what I'm doing. So bully, I want to start with you. First of all, when you hear that from Logan Paul, what are you thinking? Especially when he keeps repeating, I don't know what I'm doing out there. If you don't know what you're doing out there, what are you doing out there? Yeah. And if you don't know what you're doing out there, why are they putting you out there? I've never seen Logan Paul look like he doesn't know what he's doing out there. He seems very comfortable out there in all of the physicality that he's had to do, some of the more more high-risk moves that he's had to do. 
He definitely could use some brushing up on the microphone. I don't think he's as comfortable on the mic as he is with the physicality. But not, I would never go out there and say that I don't know what I'm doing out there because if I hear that from a guy, it's going to make me a little nervous about wanting to do anything with him in the future. Now, there's so much that he said to break down. So with me, Dave, you're going to have to ask me a lot more specific questions than just me breaking down that, you know, that that whole paragraph that he just said, because there's a lot to break down there. Well, and 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 there is. And and I that's why I first asked you about him just, you know, flat out saying, I don't know what I'm doing. I would think, especially in a money in the bank type match, a ladder match like that he was involved in on the Money in the Bank pay-per-view, that things are going to change. Things could go wrong. I mean, there is an opportunity for things to go wrong. This is me as the fan on the outside looking in. So, like, if I'm Ricochet, like, did Ricochet push him too far? Should should have – let me ask you this. In a match like that, should Logan Paul be involved in a match like that? Everything that I have seen from him so far physically – would if if I had the pencil, I would say yes. We can put Logan Paul in a uh, in a ladder match, Money in the Bank ladder match. But let's be very specific and careful about what he is going to do. I'm going to want to know every single move he's involved with, and if there's a hundred percent comfort level with everybody involved doing it with Logan Paul, because Logan Paul despite being extremely athletic, is not a trained professional wrestler. I can tell you right from Jump Street, the Spanish fly through two tables on the floor, not a smart idea at all. Because you're not taking account. And I don't know if Ricochet understands this. I don't know if the agents understand this. I definitely don't think Logan Paul understood this. You're not taking into account trajectory. When you hit a table... At a the way they float through the air, they're floating away. So you can't crash and burn right through the tables. Much like we broke down the sting dive off the ladder a couple of weeks ago, the trajectory has to be at a certain angle to make it look like you've actually put somebody through a table as opposed to just hit it at an angle where the table just kind of breaks but it doesn't look really good. And in the Spanish fly, the trajectory, like if you think of a dolphin coming up and out of the water and then going back into the water, that's the same trajectory as the Spanish fly in reverse, but the momentum will carry you away and not straight down. Thus you see the second table break. And it was just a, it was just a, it just broke because there was a little bit of weight that hit the middle of it. And if you saw the table didn't explode, the table just kind of split in half. If I'm doing a table spot, I want that table to shatter, to explode, to look like something like, like a bomb just went off. Otherwise it just comes off as a bit of a dud. So I would have stayed away from that move to begin with. Uh, uh, go ahead, Tom. Breaking down that as well. Uh, Bully did it great. The other part of it is, and we we talked about this, there's a voice of reason that needs to be, uh, if it's not the performer, if I know, if I'm in there with Bully, Mark, myself, Mickey James, and we're in the same exact match, I'm not going to have anyone say, uh, Mark, you're going to take the Spanish fly. Why? Because of <laughs> his size. Um, 
as well as if you think about it, that move has to happen where you are. Um, they're doing it in the middle. If you do it more towards a corner, there's more torque to the rope with two guys jumping off springboarding. There's so many where, and I, I don't like to peel back the curtain too much, but I think it was Christopher Daniels versus Stephen Arm, Armel. I was that agent and everything we did, are you sure you can do this? Are you sure? And I'm sure he would say yes. Then it's, do you feel comfortable doing this? And if he just said like, hey, I don't know what I'm doing. You then say like, hey, Mark, uh, if again, Mark Henry's in the match, I don't feel like I can torque Mark Henry enough, even though Mark is really just doing a front flip. You know how he could get to that same spot? Hey, Logan Paul, jump to the top, put Ricochet on the table, crash and burn. Or hey, Ricochet, you do something cool while the guy's laying there. The other part I got to, because it's happened again, uh, the two tables. You're talking to the person who invented that, the two tables. And I did it as a safety net in case I overshot it. And then I realized I'd rather crash and burn because I hit my leg and almost broke my leg on that extra table because of momentum. There's so many different, and they are both lucky. Logan Paul legit should just be like, man, I'm just happy I'm alive because I watched that. And I was like, and I don't cringe much because of he, almost, he could have straight up died in the middle of the ring. He could be paralyzed in the middle of the ring because of something like that. Or then I know there's, you know, we're all tough. It's all bravado. Hey man, I don't know what I'm doing. You know, Dave, I could go out and I could play baseball until somebody throws a 96 mile an hour pitch at me. I'm like, oh my God, like I back out because it's just different. And, and yes, he's great. It's nothing on him, but there's, there's so many different ways to get to where you want to go, where you need that voice of reason. Another thing with table breaks and like, well, bullies them, that padded floor. If that table sunk down to take the shock, they're both messed up because if it doesn't break and trust me, when you're floating, not all the time, it's going to break because it has a cushion. What is it when you're driving in a car and you hit a pothole? What is that thing called? A shock absorber on your tires. That's what that pad does too. And people could get hurt. Don't want to see anyone get hurt. We've all worked with inexperienced people. We've all worked with celebrities, mm -hmm. but then you got to realize, Hey, this crap is hard. Just like when we go into the acting world, that's hard. It's cool to hit our line. But then like, if I really want to be an actor and get praise and like, I want to be an Academy award winning movie, it's different from when we're doing it in wrestling, mm -hmm. but we've all been on television shows. Oh, it was cool. But how many of us have won Oscars and Tonys? None of us. Not Tony's, whatever those other awards are. Anyway, Emmys. But before we get to Mark and Mickey, just for our listeners, I'm going to try to give an example of the trajectory. Think of when the great Muda did a moonsault. Remember how Muda just kind of shot back? It was almost like a gunshot moonsault. Now think about how Kurt Angle used to do a moonsault, where Kurt would go straight up and float and come almost straight down. If Kurt Angle was going to put me on a table, I would take his moonsault through a table because he goes straight up 
and now he comes straight down. Thus, the table will break the right way, and he'll hit me flush. I would never take the moonsault from Muda because the trajectory would probably knock us off the tables and a lot more room for error. Thus, the trajectory of the Spanish fly being similar to a Muda-esque moonsault. And if you want to talk about the what exactly Bully Ray just talked about, Sabu putting someone through a table, when he would do the moonsault, he would bounce off and mess himself up. I've also been that guy. Why? Because he's floating over. Sabu never, a table never didn't break when he was coming off with the leg drop. Why? Up, down, crash through. Anyway, that's the physics of it. So, Mickey, when, when you hear what Logan Paul had to say you know, on his podcast, and I believe it's called the Impulsive Podcast, like when you hear that and you hear some of those quotes about like he's saying botched move, not knowing yeah. what Ricochet was going to do, not knowing, you know, hey, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, like when you hear things like that and knowing, you know, that this is a money in the bank pay-per-view, it's a money in the mm-hmm. bank ladder match. Like, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? Well, there's a couple of things. And I don't I mean, obviously, the business has changed so much. So I know some of these may seem outdated, but uh, and I know it's his podcast and he's welcome to talk about anything that he wants. But it's like for me as a wrestler who's who's dedicated so much time and I don't don't know how you guys feel about this. So please tell me if I'm wrong or whatever. Not necessarily wrong, but um, the fact that he's like saying so much and exposing so much on his podcast, being so young, I'm a little bit offended, like. I respect Logan Paul. I think he's busted his ass. And it's apparent that he really does want to be good and that he cares about what he's doing. And because he's he's kicking ass out there, no doubt. But I'm a little bit in the sense of, you know, we are even careful about how much we expose, even in this masterclass. So it's like for him to be able to just kind of nonchalantly just kind of give away the, the good, give away the, the magic um, on his own podcast when he's literally getting paid a shit ton of money to come in and wrestle some matches and and they're making him look with every opponent with every story wrestlemania and all these things like giving him like some really awesome moments that we would love to have right across the board and have loved to have I'm a little bit like uh sideways about that and also in that quote and and i like him he's a nice guy i met him you know backstage but i didn't hear any um accountability of i like my footwork was off. Uh-huh. I didn't lock into it was all the accountability of and granted Ricochet is the more tenured. He's the veteran in the ring and, and you're responsible for your you hold the responsibility. But not once in that whole conversation did I hear like. I didn't have my feet right. It was, oh, he hit the rope and my feet came off and he did this and then that caused me. I understand because in the moment you're thinking those things, but like when you watch that back, you can go as a, as a performer, I go, okay, what could I have done to have fixed it instead of saying, Oh, he did this. So I did the, you know what I mean? Um, so there's a little bit of that. And, and we've all worked with the celebrities. Obviously I had to work with Rhonda a lot when she first came up and I will say that they were extremely, like she was very hungry to know, but I also knew that ha- ha- most of the stuff in there was going to be real in the moment every single night, you know, like, cause they were going to be, she was a shoot fighter and she was coming with some real wild punches and strikes every now and then. And I just didn't know which one was going to be one, two, sorry. Usually it was one, two, sorry, one, two whoops. 
<laughs> you know? So um, I'm sure there were a lot of other factors that we're not seeing, you know, from Ricochet's side of it. Cause we're only hearing his part on his podcast of it, but you know, again, it was killer match and he's an awesome performer, but, and he is very green. And I think he's very, you know, open about that, but I don't know, it's kind of mixed emotions about the whole thing. And I understand and probably somebody like Logan Paul is a lifetime fan and he is a celebrity mm -hmm. in his world. He's probably going to want to do as much as he possibly can. So, sure. you know, he's probably going to want to do or maybe overextend himself a little bit as well. And and you're right, like some of the terminology and some of the things that he said, it kind of shocked me as well, because, you know, there is pulling back at a curtain. I think he did that a little bit too much. Go ahead, Bully. How do you guys feel, Mickey, Tommy, Mark, about him using the word botched move? Disappointing. Very yeah. disappointing. Mm -hmm. I don't even like when Very fans, fans say botched move. I don't like that at all because nothing is ever perfect, is it? Like, and it messes up. It's just how you recover from it. So it doesn't really matter. Uh, but yeah, it's a little. I mean, he's using fan terminology to describe what we do. I've never, I don't think we, I mean, I've used the word botched on the show before, but I don't think as professionals, we use the word botch when referring to one of our mistakes or a coworker's mistake. It's mm -hmm. always, we made a mistake on this. You know, we made a mistake to Mickey's point earlier. We made a mistake, not he botched. Right. So that's Mark. What do you think? I'm 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 feeling what Mickey's putting down. Uh, I was as an old school get off my lawn wrestler, um, and what I went through and what I fucking suffered. It hurts me to hear him say what he said. And if I was Ricochet, I'd be like, "Look, man." Um, I respect what your podcast is and what you built. And, um, but I took a bad beat on what you said and, um, you can apologize or not, but I want you to more learn from this situation or what not to say and what not to do, because I felt like it was unacceptable. I would read him the riot act and bully said it best accountability. I, him, we, it's a we. Mm -hmm. And we should have came up with the fact that let's just change it and do something else. Let's not do that move. Mm -hmm. But the thing that everybody's missing on this whole deal is when he was diving through the table with a cell phone in his hand and he was doing flips off the top rope and it was him, 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 and the shit worked. It was good, but sometimes shit is not going to work. And when you, when it don't work, you can't do what we call pass the heat. Right. He passed the fucking heat and it got me halfway hot. Well, I and mean, bully, bully will tell you right now when there's a difference between me being hot and me feeling disrespected. It's, it's, it's that's with everybody. There's a difference. I'm halfway hot. And I think I halfway wanna... hot is great to say because it's also he don't know. He don't know better. Somebody needs to smarten that up. 
And it's got to be Vince. It can't be the talent. And it needs to be in front of the talent. And, and hey, Dave, we got people here but that are new Marcus, to our business. Is that going to happen, though? Or are they going to smarten Logan Paul up in front of the talent? No, that like, would never happen. That no. would, I don't even know that they would smarten. It happened to like, me. Yeah, I know. Different time. It was different. But at least you learned from it. Fuck. I hate yeah. people doing that to our business. This and is I, why, I, this is everybody this, got a podcast. We got a podcast. This this opens up an entire can different can of worms, Mark. When you say I'm tired of people doing it to our business, I am a thorough believer that it is time for veterans to take back the wrestling business because yeah. younger wrestlers are not getting it right in so many ways uh, and forms. From the respect of the business to the the way they go about uh, dealing with things, yada yada. But this is where a veteran of that locker room should put pull him on the side and go listen to what you had to say. You passed the heat, yeah. and as we know, passing the heat in this business is cowardly. Cowardly, right? Cowardly, correct. We have all come through that curtain and saw our boss there. And when we got the finger, come here. Fuck. <laughs> We've also got the praise from that same person. And that's a big thing. Mm-hmm. Um, there's another part of it where it at times supersedes the boss. If the undertaker walked up to you, I got to mm-hmm. talk to you. You know, oh, crap. I messed up. Mm-hmm. And then the best part about it is there's always a redemption if you do the right thing. Um, So we got that. The other part, Dave, like, and it's as simple as this. When I went to WWE, I worked with a lot of people that were inexperienced um, that were only training for a little bit. And I'm talking like UFC people. I wrestled Ron Waterman. Um, It was my job. And I'd be like, well, what do you do? What can you do? Or even as one point where I was super concerned, I stood next to Bully Ray in Impact Wrestling and King Mo had a blindside punch me as I'm dressing that was going to start this fight. And he was going to reach across a person and just punch me. And I was just like, man, he's a UFC fighter. I just got to, I know I'm going to take a punch. And we were lined up and how we were lined up. There was a, I think it was Dixie that was blocked. So he had to reach across and sucker punch me. And, you know, I'm like, I could get my orbital bone broken. I could get my jaw broken. I'm going against a professional fighter that's going to take a blind punch where then I had to say, I'll do it. But I was just like, "Mm." and then there's other times like I work with Nicole Bass, legit walked in as a fan. Oh my God, that's Nicole Bass from the Howard Stern show. Hey, you want to be involved? You're going to close on me. What do I do? Run at me and hit me as hard as you can because I know I can take it. And then you build from there. But I mean, we've all worked with celebrities. We've all done stuff like that. But I mean, we're just straight up talking this Logan Paul stuff. But there's as simple as if you're going to tie up with me, you can literally stick your thumb in my eye and pull my eye out. You can blast me in my ear and pop my eardrum. But you're saying that now, I think, but I think the biggest thing, though, guys, I want to get your take on it is when I when I read that quote. 
First of all, in the opening sentence of that quote, he he mentions the word botch. He mentions the word dangerous. And then he finishes the quote by saying, I don't know what I'm doing. You have to understand the audience that's listens to his podcast. They're not probably the majority of the people that listen to his podcast aren't wrestling fans. So they're right. listening to that. Hey, he was doing a wrestling match and he's talking about how dangerous it was and how he doesn't know what he's doing. Why was he put in that position in the first place? Like that could hurt the wrestling business. That quote. Dave, in a way he right. He's right. It's dangerous. We say this every show. What yeah. we do is art. You have to know the fucking art to keep from getting killed. Trained professionals. To keep from getting paralyzed. Right. Can I take this another route? What if Logan Paul became a quadriplegic? What if Logan Paul died? Everyone would be pointing the finger at WWE for letting him in that ring. He's well, an experience. Especially, especially no, I know that, that, but then you got to look at it from that side of yeah. it. So then that's why when we say, hey, you got to smarten people up. Hey, you got to do this. Hey, you got to do that. There was a lot of, uh, I'm, I'm talking to the world's strongest man. He came in, he had training. There was a lot of people that helped make him great. And when he first started, you were kind of thrust into television off of your credentials, but he was also put in the ring with a lot of guys who would, A, try to make him look better. Your first opponent, Jerry King Lawler, no better. Probably better. But when also when Mark messed up, he was addressed. He was dressed down publicly. Uh, again, different times, but it helped make him a Hall of Famer. Right. And this is nothing against Logan Paul. This no. is just, hey, this is how it has to be. No, what's against Logan Paul is what he had to say afterwards. Mm-hmm. Afterwards, yes. What afterwards. he says is why we're talking because about it. Because if you really go by old school um rules it is on ricochet because ricochet unless ricochet said to logan paul are you absolutely 1000 percent positive that you're comfortable with this and logan paul yes them to death for eight hours all right maybe but if i was the agent i would have never allowed that move to happen and just right. getting back to the power of the we and the passing the heat do you guys want to hear a quick story yeah just real quick, me versus Eddie Guerrero, singles match. Michael Hayes is the agent. I thought me and Eddie had a great match. Eddie hated it. Eddie was shoot hot at me after the match. I get sat down by Vince McMahon, Michael Hayes, and Eddie Guerrero sitting across from me. It's a three-on-one situation. And Vince looks at me and he goes, what went wrong out there? And I said, Vince... As a company, I don't think we did a good enough job to get Eddie Guerrero over. I was taking the responsibility and I was putting it on Vince also. Because Vince always says it's all about we, it's all about us. And Mark, he looked at me so pissed off and he said, good answer. Because he knew that I had, at least I had learned the power of accountability, responsibility, and we, we didn't do enough. We didn't do a good enough job for Eddie tonight. Me as a wrestler, you as a promoter, you as an agent, we didn't do a good enough job. We all fucked up. And you know damn well that when that happens, things are diffused like that. And more people should take accountability. 
When we go, I've been involved in matches where I know we're going to go long. I know we're going long. I just say, don't worry, I'll take the heat. I'll get yelled at. It's okay. And Dave, there's another part of it too. This is an entirely different podcast. Why WWE controls most interviews, but they can't control his own podcast. They can't control his podcast. That's why I said publicly, they need to have a conversation about Paul. Well, because I think I think he's a because he reading those quotes and and again listening back to that on his podcast, it's listening to somebody who's visiting the world of professional wrestling. You could tell by the verbiage, you can tell by what he's saying that this is a guy that's his own brand and that brand visited the world of the WWE that weekend for money in the bank. Dave, yeah. I'm gonna tell you another thing that's gonna happen now that this that this happened. Everybody in the locker room know he's a fucking finger pointer. When shit fucks up, he gonna pass the heat. You know what they're going to give him now? Nothing. He'll be like Ahmed Johnson. Oof. Oof. Pops like Steve Austin. Pops like Shawn Michaels. Man, he the shits. He, uh, he don't want to do my move. And six months later, you can hear a mouse pee on cock. Damn. Because the boys <laughs> won't do shit for you. I've You're been there. Good. I was one of them. Right. Wouldn't do fuck all for me. Made me look like shit. Do you want that, Paul? You want that heat? You want that smoke? Keep talking shit. Respect the people you work with. Thank God that you're alive and no injury. Mm-hmm. And every fucking match, you're going to get bruised. You're going to get scarred. Because that's what we do. Spend our whole fucking life trying to master this so we don't hurt somebody else. We don't give a shit about ourselves. We want to go home to our family. But every wrestler going to judge themselves by Damn, man, I hope I did a good enough job for him or her. And he don't get it yet because he's not one of us yet. He's a social media influencer and a podcaster. And it's more important for his podcast to get ratings. Thus, let me put some sizzle in this. Hey, Ricochet, I hope you went to Ricochet. Hey, I'm going to say some shit. That ain't how I really feel. But if you could teach me, I want to hear that behind the scenes. I want to be worked because I'm really fucking worked right now, mm-hmm. as you can see. I love it. I'm going to go pee on some cotton. I'll be back. All right, all right go pee on cotton. He uh, said a mouse, not a moose. <laughs> wow. Wow. Oh. Again, a great master's class. I think this is an example of what you guys do so well. Thank you, Tommy. Uh, Enjoy your pee. Uh, Bully, thank you. Mickey, thank you. Mark, thank Thank you. you. If you like what you hear, you can subscribe, please. We want you to subscribe. Give us a five-star rating. We appreciate the feedback. Also, give us uh, some ideas of what you want to hear on the master's class. Also, if you like what you hear, Subscribe to SiriusXM because we do it Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to noon Eastern time. And while you're at it, 
why don't you go to podswag.com slash busted? Oh, yeah. We have new merchandise available. Swimwear. Mickey modeled it off. Amazing. Make Did sure y'all see that? Swag. Yeah, uh, phenomenal. Uh, make sure you go to podswag.com slash busted open for all that merchandise. We'll talk to you next week right here on Busted Opens, the Masters Files. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream the podcast. Catch the full three hours of Busted Open Monday through Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation, channel 156. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash Busted Open Trial to start your free trial today.